Hey everybody, how we doing? I decided to rename this podcast as now it has gone from the illustrious uh, Cheers Wine and Liquor podcast to the even more illustrious, the even more well-known, and the even more renowned and excited podcast, Alcohol, etc. And uh, yeah, I decided to rename it when I came to the realization that The alcohol world is not overflowing with stories every day. (laughs) News, now, things come along. Things come along in the business and all that. They definitely do. But uh, a lot of stories that come from uh, the alcohol world are just, uh, (laughs) are more accessories to it. Like, uh, here's, well, actually kind of a good example of what I'll be talking about other things too. Like Tristan Thompson getting caught at a hookah bar. They had a, (laughs) It's a nice accessory to the whole thing. He had a good run there. He tried best he could. Like, uh, but then you know, there's other ones I got more centered around other stories and all that. But for the most part, yeah, I decided to rename it to Alcohol Etc. because that will help really encapsulate what this whole podcast is going to be about. A little bit more than just jumping into uh, details about wines and liquors and all that. That too, and truthfully, I think it appeals to more people to talk about things outside of alcohol, or just alcohol, and or wine and liquor and all that. I ain't got beer, you know, I think people are interested in all that, but it's, um, I don't know, it's more like sugarcoating it. That's kind of my, that is kind of my hope with this the podcast. I'm just gonna, you, I'm just gonna plant little thoughts <laughs> subliminal messaging you know I'm just going to plant little liquor and wine things with you and then you're going to be at a restaurant and you're going to know what to order and that's going to be the, that's going to be the way I'm going to go about hopefully and we'll have some laughs along the way and you guys will uh, learn something and if not uh, well I don't know this is episode number two what do you want from me just a guy pal well, so after explaining to you exactly the new name of the podcast and all that, and talking about how I won't talk about alcohol all the time, let's talk about alcohol. Well, this one is actually a funny story from I saw a punch drink, which I'm probably going to be referencing a lot throughout this podcast because they actually find some pretty interesting stories. It's about a guy who conned the system, uh, who beat out this little abby pretty much to get that makes uh beer and all that sounds sounds a little uh rough to begin with there but he he doesn't turn out to be a dick not really not kind of it's a little this is one of those if this is a choose your own adventure book it's definitely or like no more more appropriate like a video game where they show like you can do fucked up things and you can do nice things and it affects how it ends i guess that's kind of how it is it affects how you see this guy in the end so this guy, uh, I don't know if he has, I'm looking at the story, uh, it does not say his name, or I can't, oh, never mind, Mr. One and Only Chris Porter, he is a developer and a obsessive man about beer, and really wants, basically there's one, which I didn't know about this until today, there's one in Belgium that is like the cream creme de la creme one and it is called Saint Sixtus 
Abby's West Tellerland, West, <laughs> West, Westerlatin. Yeah, I. The really sad part is I literally watched a video, and they said it like five times in a row. I said it to myself, I got all psyched up, and now here I am. So, another thing to look forward to in this is hearing me uh, messing up a lot of pronunciations. The Westerlatin. West, <laughs> West, Turin, yeah, Westerland, uh, 12, and that beer is basically ranked as one of the best beers in the world, uh, constantly is and all that, so, and it also has a very unique system of how you get it, it's Sensata Abbey, basically you call in and there's one dude that takes all the calls. And it's like one, it's one landline. There's no waiting system. The old fashioned, you call up and you hear the eh, 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 busy sound. And you basically that's it. You got to call back again and hope you get this guy on the line. Uh, I think they even have, yep, Mark. <laughs> it's the sole employee. They even have, you even know his name. So people, I'm sure on these boards are just, you know, flipping the fuck out on Mark. Going, what the fuck's going on, dude, and all that. And... Uh, so yeah, basically you call, you set up a, uh, you set up the drop. They literally just have wooden crates of these beers, and you buy one crate of it. Well, I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing it's a thirty rack. They kind of look like thirty racks. They're pretty cool little crates too. And uh, you know, so basically you, yeah, you come pick it up exactly one week after and when you come in they log your like name and license plate number and then you can't buy for another 60 days so that is the foolproof bulletproof system that this abbey has going on and basically our main man chris porter here who's a developer found a way around the system first he he found he worked the phones, so he had one phone, I think it's said in the story, and he uh, called up like a million, or no, he had one phone, and he figured out he literally eight seconds between calls when he figures out it's uh, the line's busy. Then he got five other phones, so he could literally just have them all keep calling, and then when one gets through, he could pick up and place an order for it. So I think that's how... He got around that. I think they say they log the phone numbers too, but do not quote me on that. So next, the next step is, of course, you have to show up and get, pick up the uh, beer. And the only, the first thing in the story, and this is kind of where, this is where the path starts to split of, you know, this guy's a dick, this guy's good, this guy's bad. It's up for you to decide. But, uh, he showed up in a taxi pretty much. And that and basically they say the reason in there is just cause they they're afraid it's going to commercial enterprise. So obviously I these these are the strictest monks ever. I guess they don't they don't want to sold in any spot. They just want to sell it and uh I don't even know if they are monks. I think it's just I think it's just the name of the place. But anyways, they're you know they're, they're like the uber hipster uh, wine enthusiasts nowadays. They don't want their shit going anywhere. They want to control the means. Uh, you know, <laughs> communist party sounding shit. They're controlling the means of production. 
But yeah, they don't send it anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere else. These guys solely have it. Uh, and they don't want it. They don't want to sell any other outlets. So that's what they're afraid of. So at this point, he kind of gets a little mouthy with the guy. And uh, they only let him take... I think I messed up a little bit. They... Oh yeah, you're allowed to get two cases. That was my mistake. You're allowed to get two cases. They only let him take one case though. So... And of course, this is where this is where things start to uh, paths start to diverge. Whose fault is it? Is it the are the people that make the beer, or is it this guy just for being a bag of dicks? Because well, he's not really a bag of dicks after this. He just basically finds a loophole around the whole system. Because uh, as the story goes on, the guy he that drove him there, uh, his name was Luke. He had a he has like seven or other cars and different license plates to use. I think he's, I think he was like a private taxi. It wasn't like he, or he wasn't like a taxi guy. He was like a car service guy. So, oh yeah, there's another thing. It, it does say in here, I really did a lot of research in this story. Really put in a lot of time and effort to give the best possible experience. But it does say in here that taxis are banned in that area so basically the guy has like a car service and i guess multiple plates because the motherfuckers like james bond he's just switching those switching those out constantly throw people off the trail and so now our hero slash villain chris decides to go through and use his five phone system and go and pick up uh as much beer as he can he literally, I think at one point they said every 60 days he was able to get 10 cases because he had the five phones. So he would go get five phones, 10 cases every once in a while, every once in a while, every 60 days. And uh, he was, oh, that is the other thing too, I guess, that I didn't explain. He was, he's a foreigner. So he was traveling in there for work and then traveling back because he's a developer, obviously. A, and a probably pretty fucking good paid one because they're talking about he lives in New York City and he, he's getting flown over to Europe to do this and decided to buy just $350 worth of beer every uh, every 60 days there. Uh, oh, shit, never mind. He was selling for... I read that wrong. He was selling a case of this, this for $350 apiece. So that's uh, 30 beers, so like one... I have horrible math. I'm not going to do it off the top of my head. You guys do it and work it around in your head. So uh, how the story kind of ends is basically... It wasn't even like he got caught or anything. He did. <laughs> I think this is... I imagine the guys in the St. Saint, Saint Sextus are like reading this article right now and going, Fuck this motherfucker here. This motherfucker. He found his way around the system. He beat the system. Because it literally just ends with he, uh, the article that he just brought all the beer over here. And he ha- he ended up with like literally like a pallet drop of it. like, And he brought it over for his wedding and had everybody drinking this beer. Which, first off, big time flex. That is a ultimate flex to be <laughs> to do that. I, oh God, that wedding, I would hate to go to that wedding if you were like, kind of jealous of him because that's like just the ultimate fucking flex on people people just drinking that him just telling you the story about the beer 
beer you're drinking? Oh, <laughs> people are just green with envy hearing this guy just talk about how he uh, how he worked, how he has the the rarest beer in the world, the best rated beer in the world, and all that. Uh, and also on another side too. I don't know if I'd do it for my wedding. I don't know if that's... It, it's the ultimate flex. I said that before. But if you're that crazy about your beer, if you're like looking over and seeing Nana like drink a little bit of that beer and kind of go, eh, and like leaving it up, leaving it up there, oh, <laughs> go over there and just start... You're probably He probably is walking around for his marriage and just like drinking... Uh, lone soldiers lying all over the table. I mean, like this is. I mean, like Christ, the guy's. He's getting three fifty on the street for it. Three fifty a case. Man, this is like a. It's like. <laughs> I do like the price too. Three fifty. Uh, I don't know. It just sounds like. <laughs> I I would love to see the beer, the New York beer scene. Like the guys, like he, they're pulling up in an alley, getting his like Astro van. He's <laughs> just wearing gold chains, dark glasses. The guy's trying to ask me to break up the case. He's going, nah, man, three fifty for a case. Man, you got a wire on you? <laughs> oh god, that's a fucked up thing too with New York State. Oh, the liquor authority in New York State's kind of. I don't think they could. They couldn't go after a guy like that. But I'd just love to see that the they got the next van over, listening to the things, hearing the prices. The guy does have a wire on him. They kill him over a case of beer. Oh god. The angles, the angles you can go with, but you know, in my and I don't know between this. Uh, I don't know. I like to hear the side. I would love to hear the side of the Saint Sextus guys because this is like their. I don't know, he basically just is spitting in their face going, oh, this is your this is your little system? You guys think one little landline's going to beat me? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And basically he, uh, he outwitted them. I don't know. They're going to have to start doing, like, taking pictures of the guys who come up. That'd actually be the way to do it. But then, you know, I guess you just send out. It's a cat and mouse game. It's just like anything else. But this is, uh, but yeah, I, I'd say... Yeah, I'm on Chris Porter's side. He beat the system. These guys are kind of being dicks about it. They're kind of being like the snobby. We got the best beer in the world. And uh, yeah, and he's just going, you know, screw you guys. I'm going to do this. And, and, And it's not like he stole it either. He paid for it. If it was like he was breaking in the back and stealing cases and filling it with like uh, Miller, I don't even know, Carlsberg. That's a good... I don't even know what the, like... I imagine there's just, like, no shit beer in Belgium. Like, even, like, the piss beer is just, like, over here. It's, uh, like, Jenny Cream Ale. Oh, zing! I'll be here all week. Tip your waitress. Uh, that's so lame. That's <laughs> such... Uh, so lame. But anyways. Uh, yeah, so that's the... That is the wonderful story of Chris Porter and his Saint Sextus. Uh, and basically, I beat the system and took these motherfuckers down. Oh, it's gonna be the new intro. I'm just gonna do that every time. 
every time for the next segment. No, uh, that'd be so fucking annoying if that was literally every segment. Every who did? Who used to do AO? Oh no, that's like it's like a comedian ribbing a comedian for a joke. That's not. I thought that was. I had somebody did that for like uh, like some talk show, but I'm losing it. It's late. It's not too late, but it's late enough where start to kind of get a little fuzzy. But the oh got a little out there. There's one of the out there stories in the news today. Uh, comes from China, and China very much obviously a first world country and all that, but still has some crazy fucking things that they do there. And, you know, I guess I shouldn't point fingers too much. We do some weird things in America, but uh, this one, this one's one of those cultural things that uh, will never make sense. Uh, there's literally like a cockroach farm in this uh, Chinese city, and it's just like, uh, <laughs> I kind of wonder too, because how they described it is literally it's like a giant warehouse with just like shelving that just has a shit ton of cockroaches in there. That's basically what I got from it. There's just like, it's just an ungodly sight. Tim Tebow hasn't set foot in there. A.K.A. God himself has not shined a light upon this place. And like literally, but according to the Chinese, uh, cockroaches are very, well, they're, they're just more sought out over there for like their, they do for a lot of medicines and stuff, I guess. And uh, cockroach milk is apparently good for things, which that that sounds horrible. I'm not gonna lie. If you're milking a cockroach um, or drinking the milk of a cockroach, that you're no friend of mine. I will. That needs to be an app. Just tell me if you've drank cockroach cockroach milk. Let me know so I can just wall you off from my life. I will build that wall around you to keep you out of my life. So, yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know, it just blows my mind that there's, oh, that was the thing, I just don't know if, the way they kind of describe it, like there was shelving and all that, I guess to give them more room to, uh, I don't know, they probably just like scurrying around shelving. Uh, yeah, my two thoughts were, A, I wonder if this guy like started off doing something else and then cockroaches just started coming in and went, oh yeah, cockroach farm, and then it's like he just ran with it. Like he was, he had like a whole warehouse full of fruit and like dairy and all that. And then like he didn't pay the bill over the weekend and came back, it was all rotted. And uh, you know, cockroaches just started coming out of the woodworks and this and this guy went, oh, okay, okay, I can work with this. I can work with this. Let's, uh, we're doing cockroaches now. Cockroaches are how we're doing this. And you know, cockroaches out the yin yang. You know, pissing out cockroaches, man. That's what the kids are doing nowadays. Forget jewels, forget condoms through nose, forget Tide Pods. Cockroach milk, man. That's what they're doing. But no, I think and the other thing is um, this guy, either that building is literally like has fucking kryptonite walls and keeps those cockroaches in, which I doubt it does because cockroaches, if you've never encountered one, are notoriously... Uh, the hardest thing to die on the planet. They, like, survive nuclear blast. They can survive with their head chopped off. They can, like, stand in water for, like, 30, 30 minutes, I think. They're pretty much... They're, like, the closest thing planet Earth has to, like, an indestructible animal. I think they even... I 
this is definitely like a oh like a uh, something I read on the internet once I'm gonna take as total fact but I definitely think they brought some into outer space and they were just like fine they were just chilling they were just like yeah outer space fucking brilliant doesn't matter baby we're going to Mars they're gonna be our new overlords we're worried about robots we should be worried about worried about the roaches but I've gone on a very big tangent from what I was gonna say basically unless this place is the goddamn Fort Knox of cockroaches those bad boys are seeping all over the place they are <laughs> they are all over the place in that area and uh, I don't think cockroaches are like I said I don't think the Chinese mind cockroaches too much so I guess that's like you know like fucking from the way it sounds like you just poof, uh, throw that in there you know smack them and throw them in the uh, throw them in the stew since they apparently they think they have medicinal qualities uh, but yeah this is this is bad news not good news in fact bad news they are yeah, I couldn't even imagine we had once a restaurant I actually worked at uh, I was just doing uh, well it was actually it was next to a Chinese restaurant it was a Irish restaurant next to a Chinese restaurant and the Chinese restaurant had a cockroach problem which might not shock anybody that the grease and all that comes from like an American Chinese fast food restaurant is just utterly disgusting and they and that started to become a problem in our side of the thing I think there's even talks of like literally they'll take care of the bug problem next door or more likely threats that they got to take care of the bug problem next door because that's insane because there's no and it was definitely one of those like you could clearly I remember there was like this little gap between the uh restaurants they weren't like they it was it was like almost like a foot I'd probably say like a foot I think like it was a foot gap like down there so it was like they were close but just far enough that they weren't touching at all <laughs> so and like you could literally look down there and you'd see like a cockroach every once in a while or like I don't know I don't know how I end up I think there were like a trap or something or you know they had little sensor things in the middle there and they they caught the roaches but anyways it was <laughs> and it was uh yeah it was not surprising anybody that was it wasn't coming from uh the Irish restaurant and believe it or not the Chinese restaurant was uh was the culprit who would have thought who would have known but yeah if you you pretty much I don't even know you got to get one of those tents and you got to do like the Breaking Bad thing and just put it over your house and that's the way you do it but I think they're even I don't know man cockroaches I don't fuck with cockroaches that's that's the only good thing I don't think they're in places I've lived luckily I've knock on wood I've never you're that I knocking out wood I've never had to deal with them but they are like the they're the devil they're the devil's bug that's you know they're horrible that's all I gotta say about that and uh yeah and actually you know this is gonna close out episode number two in the books episode one episode two Utah give me two uh the first one you know, I'll give you the quick uh wrap up here I think this one a little better I'm starting to get the flow of these things better um 
They're really uh, kind of worse in progress one. I think of the first one I really talked, I was kind of more in the first one definitely talking about how I think this is going, how I envision it, and really, uh, I don't know, just kind of giving, uh, trying to kind of lay out a roadmap, half for me, half for anybody who uh, listens to this. Uh, it was also kind of, I was thinking in my head too, it's a fun thing to, you know, now since podcasts are actually something that people listen to and all that, <laughs> it'd be fun to lay that out. And then, you know, if people come back and go, oh shit, you actually, you know, had a plan or like, you know, uh, to see what happened for it. But yeah, that is the, yeah, I kind of laid out the roadmap in the first one. It wasn't a lot of substance. Um, and like I said, I kind of changed the name to more, uh, to more, I should say, appropriate for what is happening. <laughs> you know, I don't, like I think I said in the beginning of the episode, I've, I, it holds true. It holds very true. I think it's more, I think you guys like to hear more is it's, I'm going to talk about like these, uh, like some of these like wine liquor stories and like things like that, or maybe like, you know. Well, I don't know if I ever get a goddamn co-host, which I doubt, because I'm probably just going to, I don't know, or just start getting interviews. That's that's kind of the big thing. I'm probably going to do a bunch, like I said before, probably going to do a bunch of these solo to begin with, and then finally start getting, uh, just interviewing people and doing, uh, they're like in this kind of business or service industry or whatever, and uh, those will probably work out a little better, because they'll have a little back and forth. Uh, it's all it's all fun and games. Listen to me talk. You know, <coughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of. <laughs> it's uh, it's the truth. That's kind of what I'm feeling right now. You know, it's. Well, I'm just trying to feel this out. Try to get this thing the best I can. Uh, and then yeah, we'll be, we'll be rolling, and we'll be getting better, better things going. Uh yeah, yeah, this is only the second go around. It's only getting better. You know, I don't know. Just talking about the beginning, I don't even know how to open these things up. <laughs> I was just opening it up again, saying literally what the podcast is and kind of re-explaining it again because this is only the second episode. But I'm not to close it. I'm just rambling now. I'm just, it's like I'm a comic on stage and I've burned through my five minutes of material in two minutes. Just trying to draw it out and start to like, ah, you guys ever, uh, you ever go on uh, Twitter? You ever tweet? A tweet who? A tweet ha? I'm just starting to lose it. I'm slowly starting to lose it, but that's always been the case. Uh, maybe that's all sign off. I've always been losing it, but that's been the case. So, later.